0: Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 59, Dissatisfaction with Life. It's September 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, well-loved and healthy even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. dissatisfaction with life. Well, I want to start by saying this is so unbelievably common. It's kind of pervasive in society. And I'm excited about this topic because this is actually one of the reasons, one of the big reasons why people seek out a life coach is to get their life turned around. And so I've got good news for you. And the good news is you're not stuck feeling this way. This is how you feel. Because I'm going to lay out um, lots of reasons why people feel this way. And I'm going to give you steps or actions you can take to get your life in a better space. Now, I'm going to ask that you not beat yourself up while you're listening to this podcast, which would also be extremely common and very likely But it's not going to be helpful. And I'm a fan of doing things that are helpful. So perhaps instead of saying to yourself, see, you know, I'm a loser, just say, oh, wow, maybe there's a new possibility for me. Maybe there's something I can start doing to feel better and have a better life. So I'm validating your feelings because this is so, so common. And I'm not only validating your feelings, but I'm going to give you some different actions to take so you can feel better. Now, overall, I'm very satisfied with life and I'm very dissatisfied with some things that have happened to me and some circumstances, but that, I have those separated out. So let's dive in. So what I'm going to, cover in this podcast is the state of being dissatisfied with life or unhappy with life. I'm going to give you a long list of reasons why people feel dissatisfied or unhappy with life, the role expectations play in dissatisfaction or unhappiness, determine, I'm going to mention the, the source of your dissatisfaction, and I'm going to give you some actions to take to move away from feeling dissatisfied with life, some takeaways and a call to action. So if you happen to be new to my content, you can visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and you can see all my my content, including the podcasts, which are transcribed over to the website. But I do hope if you go to my website, you're going to enter my current giveaway, which is called Look, Look, I Want a Book. And you can enter to win a free book. And I'm very, very excited because I'm gonna be doing a new uh, gluten-free allergy cookbook slash apron slash whatever giveaway. I just have to get that set up. So that's coming. Next is my disclaimer. So I need you to know that I'm not a medical health professional or therapist in any capacity. And you as a person should be getting your medical or your therapy advice from a licensed health care provider, of which I'm not. Now, if you happen to be suicidal or you're hopeless or you're thinking of harming yourself, I'm asking you, um, and I'm willing to beg you, to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255 ditch any shame or embarrassment and just ask for the help that you need. Now you might be disappointed that the people you hope will help you aren't the ones who actually help you but take the help and and if you need to post it on social media do it, do whatever it takes. So now we're going to talk about the state of being dissatisfied with life or unhappy with life. So we're going to look at the definition of satisfaction to start with. So the definition of satisfaction according to the dictionary is the fulfillment of one's wishes expectations or needs or the pleasure derived from this whatever this is and it's also described as the absence absence of want so in the reverse Dissatisfaction is the lack of satisfaction, the lack of fulfillment of one's wishes, expectations, or needs, or the pleasure that you would derive from those wishes, expectations, or needs. Now, I do want to mention a medical term, and I don't want any of you to get caught up in this, or begin to be more worried or concerned, but there is a medical term called dysphoria. And that's a medical term that means a state of unease or generalized dissatisfaction with life. And and dysphoria or the state of being dissatisfied with life can be caused by a simple life challenge or the grief over the death of someone, or a major loss, or financial problems, or problems or issues at work, or even a tragic event in the news. So, you know, for some of you, you've had a lifetime of generally feeling dissatisfied with life. And for some of you, it's kind of like a blip on the radar. And regardless of whether you've had a lifetime of being dissatisfied with life or this is a momentary kind of blip on the radar, you can take actions and deal with this to move into feeling better and having more happiness in your life. So the good news is whether it's been a lifetime of feeling this way or it's a blip on the radar, there are things you can do about it. I'm happy to tell you there's really good news. So before we get into what you can do about it and some other things, I wanna give you a list of reasons why people feel dissatisfied with life or unhappy with life. Now I'm just gonna read them off in rapid fire and my recommendation or my suggestion is that you listen to this to see, does that fit you? Is that something that fits for you? Okay. Um, So I'm going to say number one, and then I'm just going to keep reading. Number one, life didn't turn out the way they had hoped or expected. They don't feel well loved. They have regrets they can't let go of. They don't have enough friends or social connections or enough good friends. They had a dream die. They have financial problems. Their health is not good. They have a dysfunctional family. They have low self-esteem. They don't feel good enough. They compare themselves to others and fall short in comparison. They think that people don't like them. They feel overwhelmed in life frequently. They are doing things that contribute to their dissatisfaction or unhappiness, like staying in a job they don't like or a relationship. They lack purpose in life or they have lost their purpose. They don't know how to be happy. They are negative thinkers or pessimists. They are fearful about several things or many things. They are not taking care of themselves, i.e. self-care. They are not doing things that bring happiness to their life. They have a cognitive distortion that gives them a warped, inaccurate, or false view of life, and therefore then inaccurate or untrue thoughts or perceptions that they believe are true. They haven't dealt with the trauma, so it lingers. They have anger or resentments that they have not distinguished or dealt with. So the anger or resentment resentments turns inwards, causing depression or outward a form of aggression. They think or believe that most people are bad. They are perfectionists. They are frequently hurt by others. They spend their time ruminating over negative things, events, or situations. They feel trapped and they may actually be trapped. They don't like themselves, they've had their heart broken, they suffered from abuse of any kind, they are hard on themselves, meaning a raging inner critic, which doesn't feel good. They blame others for their situation or lot in life, even if they agreed to it. They feel alone, they are lonely, they are afraid to take chances or take actions, they are not in a relationship but want to be, or they are in a bad relationship that they are unhappy with. They have toxic people in their life who are unkind and mean to them, sometimes even cruel. They don't have emotional skills. They feel life has been unfair to them. They don't like or resist change. They don't know how to change their life or where to begin. They have disempowering attitudes or beliefs that keep them down like I can't win. They lack self-awareness. They lack assertiveness skills. They are being gaslighted or manipulated by others and might not realize it. They don't have hobbies that they love. They don't think that they deserve to be happy. They've had too many life challenges in a short period of time to deal with it all, and they've tanked. People put them down, criticize, and condemn them. They have lost someone they love deeply and they can't seem to regain their footing. They are in pain, either physical pain, emotional pain, or both. They don't know what to do with themselves. They are the family scapegoat. They don't think they are lovable. They are afraid to ask for help. They don't have strong coping mechanisms. They have given up hope for a better day and are just getting by. They've had some kind of accident that set them back. They are in a double bind situation and don't know it, or if they don't if they know it, they don't know what to do about it. They have a mental health issue that is either not diagnosed or not being treated. They are caught up in keeping up with the Joneses. They have a chip on their shoulder or feel entitled. They are stuck. They haven't developed resilience. They got stalled by a major world changing event called a pandemic. They play the victim or martyr role. They use addictions or distractions to keep themselves numb and avoid dealing with life. They have a brittle temperament or personality. They are out of integrity in areas of their life. They are not getting enough sleep or enough good quality sleep or they are sleeping too much. They are in resignation that it will will either never get better or it is just too hard. Why bother? They've had a bad breakup or a divorce. They experience some kind of betrayal that is not resolved or complete. They are not living in the present, meaning right here, right now. They're in denial about how they feel and how their life is going. They worry a lot. They have issues and problems in their life that they are avoiding or not dealing with. They can't or don't take responsibility for their role and how their life turned out so far. They have a special needs child or adult to care for and are not receiving enough support for that they are a caregiver for someone and also not receiving enough support for that both of which are very difficult um so that's 80 reasons why people end up feeling dissatisfied with life or unhappy with life can you get the sense that it would be easy to kind of fall into that like it would just be easy to end up feeling dissatisfied with life. I mean, that's my opinion about it. I mean, let me tell you, when I draft my podcast, um, (laughs) you know, like it just flows out. And boy, in like no time flat, no time flat, I came up with those 80 reasons and I could have kept going. But I got to 80 and I thought, oh boy, that's enough. That's enough to give you the sense that it's extremely common to either frequently or sometimes feel dissatisfied with life like it's just so give yourself a break if that's how you feel or that's how you felt your whole life give yourself a break it's common but I want to talk next about the role expectations play in dissatisfaction or unhappiness, because going back to when I said the definition expectations are one of the things that are in the definition for satisfaction so expectations are in the Unfulfilled expectations are in the definition for dissatisfaction or unhappiness. So expectations actually play a huge part in life, but we often they often kind of lay in the subconscious or unconscious mind, undistinguished, where you're not really conscious of them. Now, there are times when, you know, so if you have an expectation, to just backtrack a moment, if you have an expectation that goes unmet or unfulfilled, the only place you're likely to end up is upset. So for example, let's say you are expecting a service to be free and then you get charged for it, of course you're going to be upset. Or if you did a job that you expected to be paid for and, and there was an agreement you would be paid and you don't get paid, of course you're going to be upset. If you're at a restaurant and you expect your food to be delivered hot and it comes cold, of course you're going to be upset. You know, Unfulfilled expectations leave people with upsets. It's what's normal it's the kind of trajectory for unfulfilled expectations but we often don't have a handle on our expectations because we don't walk around saying well how do you expect life to be and how do you expect people to be we don't necessarily have uh, a good handle on expectations like for example I kind of Realized last year that I kind of was expecting people to mature with age, and then I was kind of left with, Yeah, that doesn't always happen. Some people don't mature with age. Uh, you know, sometimes we have the expectation that married people are going to be faithful. I mean, to move forward with your life, it's really, really helpful to distinguish any expectations, whether they've been fulfilled or unfulfilled, because that can be a source of of helping you move forward. So that's kind of a little snippet on expectations. Now, the next piece is determining the source of dissatisfaction or unhappiness with life. Well, I have to say that this is helpful, but it's not critical and it's not an absolute, it's not required. you to be able to move forward with your life like it's helpful to know if there's a circumstance or a situation that is causing you to be dissatisfied with life or unhappy but if you've had this feeling your whole life you just might not be able to pinpoint where it started or when or why or how and that's not critical it's just not critical it's helpful like you could go to therapy and unpack your whole life (coughs) excuse me and Determine, you know something from you know years ago or decades ago, but it's not required So it's helpful (coughs) But not required Excuse me. So so that's kind of the overview of Dissatisfaction with life. There's a lot of other pieces to it, but those are the most important pieces in my mind So I want to talk to you now about the steps to move away from feeling dissatisfied with life or feeling unhappy. So the first thing I have is for you to just breathe. Just take a breath, take a breath, take a breath, and just breathe. Second thing I have is if this fits you, if this dissatisfied or dissatisfaction with life fits you, then acknowledge that it fits you. And don't have it be bad, don't have it be wrong. I mean, I'm really hopeful and prayerful that from the list of 80 reasons that leave people dissatisfied with life, that you really are acknowledging the commonality of it. And and in life, what's powerful is to own and claim wherever you are. Like, it's just extremely powerful to be able to name it and claim it. And if you want to have a life where you're feeling happy and you're feeling satisfied, then owning it and claiming it and acknowledging, yeah, you know what, that fits me. But it also fits a lot of other people, so don't have it be wrong or or bad. The next step I have is committing to getting your life back. Now, people who take on uh, life coaching, they're committed to, to be all in. They're committed because they're just sick and tired of being unhappy or they're sick and tired of not feeling satisfied with life or they're sick and tired of something, whatever it might be. So my next thing is commit, like be all in, like even if you don't know how you're going to do it, I'm giving you steps right now and all of my materials will help you, but you've got to commit, you've got to commit to take your life back. Commit because you can. I mean, this is a choice. My next suggestion is that you mark today's date on your calendar, like circle it in red. Draw a big circle around today's date and draw a line in the sand like today is the day. You're not going to wait till tomorrow. You're not going to wait until next week. You're not going to wait another year. You're not going to wait another minute. You're going to make today be the day that your life starts changing for the better and make a declaration. Today is the day that my life is now mine and I'm taking control back. I'm going to put myself in the driver's seat because life is very difficult. I know how hard life is. I I wish I was thinking about this podcast and I thought, oh boy, it would be amazing if I could tell you some more personal things about myself but I don't a I don't like making people look bad because I think people are doing the best they can and, and be it could be dangerous but make a firm decision that today is the day and number five create a mini celebration for yourself and set up a reward system if you're willing to be all in and commit that today is the day you're starting and my suggestion is that you celebrate that and you reward yourself. Why? Because it's a big day. If you really make up your mind that you are going to have happiness in your life and you are going to change your life and you're going to deal with whatever you have to deal with to get there, that is really like totally a cause for celebration. But here's the thing. I'm a fan of celebrate every little success, every little bit of progress, every milestone, celebrate everything. Why? Because life is too hard oh my gosh, life is so hard. Why would you not want to celebrate every little good thing and every progress? Now, I also said set up a reward system. I'm a big fan of of a reward system. And I have a Newsweek article on newsweek.com coming out in the next week, which talks about uh, setting up a reward system. And the reason I suggest it, I mean, all the people I work with do it because it It helps encourage change. It helps support change. It helps support establishing new behaviors and new habits. And most people run from change. They resist change. They run from it. It's just easy to kind of fall back into your own, your old habits. And having a personal reward system is going to be wildly helpful. My next suggestion is that you create a team and make it a full on odyssey or journey. So create a team. Now it could just be one other person. It could be you and a buddy, but that's a team that two people's a team it doesn't have to be five or 10, but make this a team effort. Even if it's just you and your spouse or you and a friend or you and your coworker or whatever, and give your team a name and then create events and parties and celebrations and milestones and really make it fun. I'm a, diehard fan of fun. I have a whole podcast about having more fun and playing your life because I'm a fan because life is so hard. Why would you not want to have more fun? I don't know. Like life is too hard not to have as much fun as you can, in my opinion, but you want to make this a delicious journey. You can even, you know, have yourself be characters from your favorite game or movie or book or whatever. Like you could really go all out to make this so much fun. And I, and I just, I, I recommend it. Like parties, events, milestones, why not? Because you want to have life be boring? No, you don't want to have life be boring. My next suggestion is to start with self-care and self-compassion. Self-care is actually quite involved. And I have a whole podcast on self-care and self-compassion because self-care and self-compassion is a foundation for a good life it's a foundation for a healthy life it's a foundation for being functional in life it is really really important and guess what you you can make self-care really fun you can make self-care enjoyable and I hope you will because I do I mean um, and self-compassion is really rich it's very rich also sadly lacking but that podcast will help you but you want to put taking care of yourself and all the things involved, not just your diet, not just your sleeping, not just those those things that immediately come to mind, although they're very significant and very important. There's a lot of other things involved in self-care that I talk about in my podcast. The next suggestion I have is to start sprinkling your life here and there with things that make you happy. Now, I will say, if you haven't listened to some of my previous podcasts, As a life coach, one of the first early things I talk about with people I'm working with is what are the things that make you happy? And to be honest, I've never had anyone who said, oh yeah, here's the top five things that make me happy, or here's the top things that make me happy. No, people don't know what makes them happy. That's what's normal. So if you don't know what makes you happy, well, welcome to normalcy. You're normal. However... It's helpful to know what makes you happy. And so you might have to go on a little exploration or you might have to go do a little digging or you might have to try new things to figure out what does make you happy. But you want to figure out what makes you happy and you want to sprinkle your life here and there with those things. And they could be put in as a reward. I mean, like I love cooking and yesterday after doing... All of my major goals and a bunch of other stuff, I, I made these little mini uh, cheesecakes with blueberry topping and uh, peach salsa. And those were like my little rewards for like really working my, my, you know what, off. So sprinkle your life with happiness. It's just fun. It'll just make life better. And, and that will start with you figuring out what makes you happy. So don't be upset if you don't know what makes you happy. you will have to go figure it out. So my next suggestion is to get on the road for growth and development. By listening to this podcast, you are actually now on the road for growth and development. And it's not bad. It's actually wonderful. Growth and development is the access to an easier life. I mean, life is always going to have challenges and life is always going to be hard. At the same time, when you have skills, and when you have habits, and when you have practices, then the hardships in life and the difficulties in life aren't as bad. They're still bad. I mean, when things are painful, they're painful. But when you have skills and abilities, it makes it much easier, infinitely easier to deal with the hardships and challenges of life. So my assertion is, growth and personal growth and development is the access to love it's the access to happiness it's the access to all kinds of good stuff and you want that in your life and you want to have you know the skills to make life easier i mean like you don't want the skills to make life easier of course you want the skills to make life easier. We're just not talking about these things in society the way, in my opinion, we should be because it would it would make a world of difference. So my next suggestion is to grow your emotions to be a superpower. So this is also the subject of one of my Newsweek articles that you can find on newsweek.com under the expert tab, or you could just Google Uh, Lisa A. Lundy Newsweek Expert Forum and it will bring up my profile and you can scroll down and you can see all the links to quotes or articles I've written. But emotions are by far a superpower, like super, super, superpower, but only if you know how to use them. And that's why two of my articles for Newsweek try to, well, I try, they help you begin to grow your emotions as a superpower, because just like Spider-Man, when he learns he can shoot webbing from his hands, he doesn't, he has to figure out how to turn it on and turn it off, he has to figure out how does the superpower work? And we don't train people in emotional intelligence, we don't train, Uh, kids or adults how to identify manage and process their their emotions which is the subset that makes emotions as a superpower but I can tell you as somebody who's highly skilled at in my emotions it is the one of the most powerful things you can do all right next if you need motivation so if you're listening to this podcast and you're kind of like "Mm, ho-hum and you don't really feel motivated to change your life, then my suggestion would be that you listen to my podcast titled How Happiness Can Literally Save Your Life. That's a podcast which is a deviation from my typical or all my other podcasts because in that podcast, I'm making the assertion that happiness can literally save your life based on the science of psychoneuroimmunology and psychoneuroimmunology is fascinating science. It's real science. You can look it up in PubMed or PubMed Central. You can find, you know, they've been researching psychoneuroimmunology for decades. It's three fields of science. It's psychology, neurology, and immunology together. That what we know is that your emotions your thoughts and your behaviors coupled with clues or signals from external social and environmental things can impact your health and be permissive for inflammatory diseases so in that podcast i actually read the science from a psychoneuroimmunology and also from neuroplasticity of the brain so that you can make your own determination. You can make your own decision about the validity of my assertion. But, but if you need motivation, I think that podcast will help you because we know that your thoughts, your behaviors, your habits and, and clues and signals from external social environmental things can be permissive for diseases like cancer, asthma, viruses, uh, and even sepsis, which I found shocking. So you can listen, if you need motivation, and I would understand if you do. I mean, listen, I, I work with people, I understand, I understand, but that podcast might help you get motivated if you're lacking motivation. My next suggestion is to be up to something. Now, it doesn't have to be huge. The thing that I'd love for you to be up to is for you to change your life and start taking care of yourself and start growing your self-compassion. And I mean, it's a very interesting uh, growing self-compassion. And I talk about it in the podcast and how my children were helpful with that. But be up to something. So hopefully you're going to make today, today, right now, be the day. That you're taking your life back and that means if you decide that and I hope you do that you're up to something already and you're up to changing your life you're up to getting a team you're gonna like brainstorm for a name for your team or pick characters or you're gonna set a dinner for you know as soon as possible and you're all gonna get together and say yeah it's time for us to have the most amazing life ever let's do it together now, if you don't want to do that, then don't do that. I mean, like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of forcing anybody to do anything. That force is not my thing. No, 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 no. But I believe in encouraging people to make the choice. So when you're up to something, whether it's cleaning out your house or your apartment or your car or organizing something, you know, we know from the research that setting goals and taking actions towards your goals helps people be happier. I have a whole podcast about that, so, you know, be up to something. My next suggestion, which I'm also a wild fan, is to learn a little bit about psychology. And this is helpful for so many reasons. First of all, it can help you understand yourself. And the more you understand yourself, the more self-aware you are. First of all, self-awareness is kind of the first step or one of the most important starting points for emotional intelligence and growing your emotions as a superpower. But self-awareness can be so extremely helpful because then you can say things like, Oh, well, I'd love to do that, or I'd love to help you with that, but you know what? I know myself, and this is where I would go about that, so that's going to be too painful for me, or that's going to be too hard for me, or, you know, what have you. So, psychology can help you not only understand yourself, psychology can help you understand and make sense of other people's behaviors, which can be extremely helpful in not ending up feeling hurt. I mean... Lots of times people will do things that hurt you or, you know, don't fulfill on an expectation because they simply can't do it. And when you understand a little bit about psychology, I'm telling you, it is extremely valuable. Now, I do have a whole podcast on psychology terms. Everyone, I think everyone should know. And I'm actually doing an upcoming podcast on projection because that is so extremely common and, and, I, and I think it's helpful for people to really get the flavor of it. So a little bit of psychology, which, you know, you can listen while you're cleaning or driving, you know, just kind of let it wash over you is going to be helpful. really going to be helpful. Um, So my next suggestion is that you ask for help or you get therapy if you need to. Now I just did a podcast called What is Therapy Anyway? Because we have a lot of societal stigmas, stereotypes and myths about therapy. We just do. So like if you think, oh, I don't know, I couldn't do therapy, maybe that podcast will help you. But ask for help. I've asked for help all through my life, for different things, it doesn't mean I'm not functional, I'm very functional, I'm highly functional actually 91 to 100 in the GAF scale. But there are times when you know I just need help, I can't do something by myself, so I ask for help. So that's number 14. Number 15, hopefully. At this point, you've decided, yes, I want to take back my life. I want to be happy. I want to feel satisfied with life. I want to enjoy life. Like, I hope you're at that point. And if you're not, well, you know, you're not. But my next suggestion is that you use affirmations to take advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain. So an affirmation is a short statement or series of statements a call to your heart that address an issue or problem or whatever you're up to. And neuroplasticity of the brain is this just very, very rich, amazing, like totally amazing science that what we know is the brain is very malleable. That's why it's called plasticity. And so you can rewire your brain through a series of repetitive actions. I mean, it's it's a very amazing, And has you know serious potential impacts for things like Alzheimer's or dementia, and it's it's another really good reason to be up to things because that's good for your brain. But so the shortest way to change behavior, you know, if you're not going to go to therapy and unpack it, which I'm not not recommending that you go unpack it. If you want to go unpack your life, go unpack your life in therapy. Like go do it. But affirmations are a shortcut. They're a shortcut to rewire what's in your subconscious and unconscious mind. And most people are not familiar with the kind of trappings and underpinnings and dynamics of the unconscious and subconscious mind, which is why I have a whole podcast that will help you. So let me give you some examples of affirmations. And by the way, so you're going to do that once you pick an affirmation, you're going to do it repetitively as many times as you can, like when you're pumping gas or when you're walking or when you're, you know, driving or, you know, whatever, you're going to do it as often as you can. And the more rigorous you are, the more frequently you do them, the quicker the process will go. So here's an example of an affirmation. Happiness is a choice and I choose to be happy. Now, that, actual, that affirmation actually I love, and it came from someone I was working with in life coaching. It's just like an amazing affirmation. Another example would be, I'm good enough. Another example would be, good things are coming into my life as we speak. Back in the early 1920s, there was an author by the name of Florence Scovel Shin, who in the 1920s wrote a book. Well, she actually wrote a whole bunch of books, but one of the books is called the game of life and how to play it. And I definitely love Florence Scovel Shin. I've read most of her books back in the day. And uh, she was a big fan of affirmations. So affirmations, if you've never heard of them, that's not new. I mean, I just told you about Florence Scovel Shin. That's the 1920s. She references in one of her books, uh, a pioneer prior to her, like hundreds of years before her. So this has been done throughout time, even before we knew of the science of neuroplasticity of the brain. There's tons of websites on affirmations. You can actually Google Florence Go Shin. You'll find a website with lots of her affirmations, and you can actually still buy her books um, online fairly inexpensively. So affirmations are a tool To help you develop new neuronal pathways and I will say that if you are someone who's been listening to this podcast and you have uh, a kind of a general dissatisfaction with life part of that could be I mean it could be from traumas it could be from low self-esteem it could be from a lot of things I mean I read a list of 80 reasons but It also could be from something or some things that are in your subconscious and unconscious mind which is why it's so helpful to to understand what your subconscious and unconscious mind does how the role it plays in your life which is huge like a pay like it's the driver of your life but affirmations are a very they're cheap I mean it's free you don't have to spend any money you don't have to go buy a book from Florence Govelshin or anybody else um, so affirmations are free, and they take advantage of neuroplasticity of, of the brain. So that's a great tool for you, and I highly recommend it. And of course, people I work with do do affirmations. That's one of the first things they typically do. All right. My next suggestion is if you're in this position of either a pervasive lifetime of dissatisfaction with life, or you know it's it's a blip in the radar you know caused by circumstances or events or things I have a podcast series that's a crash course in happiness and that might be something that's helpful because in its three podcasts a crash course in happiness part one part two and three and part three and I don't go into detail in that series but I kinda of lay out some high points of what it takes to be happy. And I think, you know, first of all, when I put it all together, I was I was a little surprised because some things are kind of sleepers. They're they're sleepers and you don't really think, hmm. but once you really think, oh, like for example, integrity. Well, integrity when people are out of integrity when people are not keeping their promises or keeping their word or doing what they said they ruminate over that and your brain like gets stuck on it your brain gets stuck on it so that podcast series might be very helpful to you number 17 uh, be patient and be kind to yourself self-compassion is so amazing and it's just sadly lacking in in society in people because we all have an inner critic that needs to be tamed like it's not a nice inner critic that's why they call it inner critic you know always criticizing whatever you say or do and when you get to the point of being kind to yourself you can kind of like tell the inner critic "Ha on you like i'm not listening to you uh, and my last suggestion is that whatever you do don't quit It's easy to quit things. I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. But if you want to be happy in life, and I want you to be happy in life. I want you to be well-loved, happy, and healthy. That's my goal for everyone. I know I'm ridiculous. Well, so what? I'm a big thinker, I'm a big dreamer, and I know that given, you know, new skills and abilities and habits and practices, that people can be happy, because I I work with people all the time, and I've worked with people whose lives were completely tanked, completely and utterly tanked, where they just cried through the whole first session, which I I was fine with, by the way. So... Regardless of your circumstances and regardless of what you're facing, my request, uh, the last step here is just don't quit. Don't give up. And of course, if you have a team, like I suggested earlier, hopefully your team's not going to let you quit. That's why—that's one of the motivating factors we t- between we for having a buddy or at least a team. That's going to keep you in the game. All right, so what are your takeaways from today's podcast? Well, number one, it's time to realize that it's extremely common to feel dissatisfied or unhappy with life for a lot of reasons, as I covered. Number two, it's time to recognize that you can take any number of actions to start feeling better and move towards happiness, that you're not stuck with it. And number three, your takeaway number three is it's time to get a team together, at least you and one other person, make it fun, make it a delicious and amazing journey towards happiness and feeling good. So for my call to action, it's just time to get on the road to feeling good and being happy like because you can. And it's time to take people with you. Like, don't do life alone. I may be single, but I don't do life alone. I mean, I do some things alone because I'm single, but I mean, you know, like, hey, don't do life alone. So take people with you. It will help you. And lastly, share this podcast with your family or friends or on social media. Okay, that's it. You got this. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 59 dissatisfaction with life. I hope that this has given you a new perspective on how to get your life turned around and the actions to take so you can change your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. Of course, I hope you're going to visit my website enter my giveaway, including the upcoming giveaway that hasn't been announced and hang in there for now. You got this. Love you. Bye.